So, my day was pretty hectic today. Um, because after Labor Day, were you being serious about the Labor Day thing? Do you are are you honestly asking me if if Andrew and I didn't know that uh, yesterday was Labor Day? I mean, I knew pretty fast that, I mean, I think Andrew got a little fooled too, because he was like, are you fucking serious? Are you for real, dude? So what happened, guys, is um, I, um, the post office is actually, the regulars are all off on Labor Day, um, but the the contracted, in air quotes, RCAs, which I am one of them. And RCA means what? Rural carrier assistant, rural carrier assistant. Um, we are not off, so we have to go in and, and, and deliver Amazon packages. So we're not doing the mail or anything like that, but we're doing, we're basically being uh, UPS and FedEx type of people for that day. Um, and so I was, a- I was actually off um, just because I was, I was scheduled off. I worked Sunday, but I was off on Monday. But uh, that makes today really hectic, which is a, it's a, the day after Labor Day because all the mail and everything backs up. So whenever, whenever we have these three-day weekends, it, the mail gets really fucked up because there's no mail for two days. You have Sunday and then a holiday where there's all this built-up shit. So today was just insane, just super busy. Um, but uh, I was trying to tell Robbie that I was going to be late today on the podcast. And he was like, why? I was like, because of Labor Day. He's like, isn't that next week? And like, I don't know, you just like kind of played dumb. And I was like, you're fucking with me. You know, because obviously Labor Day is something that we should. Yeah, I mean, I was fucking off. Like, I I was off all day. Everyone knew that it was Labor Day, Jordan. You we we got you. You had been gotten. I guess. I mean, it's kind of a weird lame thing to do i mean but, you still no, had I mean, to be I'm, like wait you guys don't know today was labor day question mark is, question mark that's not what happened you know i was like you guys are just you guys are fucking with you me. want me to read the text messages because i can go straight to the receipts all right so here we go um let's see so uh, probably going to be a little late it's busy today because we're behind one day labor day and I said, wait, Labor Day? Andrew said, oh, what? No idea, dog. I respond, isn't that next week? Andrew says, are you being for real? See? Andrew he says too. something else. Yeah, because he's fucking around. And then you said, dude, Labor Day was yesterday. And I said, are you sure? I feel like I would have heard about that. And then Andrew said, I went to work. And then you said, LOL, y'all fucking around. See, I knew. I knew you guys were fucking around. Um, intro, but what, did you do anything for your uh, on your labor day? No, not really. I had off. It was th- th- this was the first time I haven't had a five day week um, since like the pandemic started, pretty much. Like I haven't had any days off. I haven't like been literally taking days off. I didn't do anything. I um, hung out around the house. I watched, so I I realized that I have officially watched like all of the like Toho, like Godzilla and Godzilla-esque monster movies on like Amazon Prime. Yeah, on Amazon and all those streaming sites. So now I'm I'm getting into all the like the old 80s and 70s kung fu movies. 
Ooh. The ones with like that crazy, um, like the uh, special effects where like they rip out the hearts and shit. No, none of those like campy ones. Like like the really good ones, like the ones that you would see on um, like El Rey. Like okay. all like the really good ones. So I've, I'm now switching over to Kung like Fu. Like Hong Bok? No, not Hong Bok. Like actual Kung Fu movies from like back in the day. Although Ong Bak is really fucking good, but no, I'm not watching. Ong Bak is tight, but I don't, I don't even think it's, I don't think it's like the same um, school of uh, fighting, right? Like Ong Bak, isn't there, isn't there like a specific type of fighting that Ong Bak is doing? Yeah, it's, it's from, is it Thai? I think it's like a whole Thai. different thing. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, no, like these are like actual like old school classic kung fu movies. I just did that. Is it like a bunch of like um, Bruce Lee being like, we're the Bolsheviks? Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's going to put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm going to be, you know, I'm I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. All right, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Mm. <laughs> you fucked that one up for me, dude. That I didn't know that. A... I didn't know that's what you were doing. Because Bruce Lee. Of is... course not. You're never supposed to know. But you got so fucking into your into yourself. How am I you, into? How am I? How was I being so, into myself? You got so fucking pretentious and like. How was I being pretentious? You got so smug. And, and you just wanted to rip me apart about Bruce Lee not being kung fu or some bullshit, whatever you're gonna do, and you fucked up my my intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go, fucked buddy. up your intro. Yep, that's that's why it didn't land. I'm so, the one that fucked it up. So I think we didn't do it last episode. Uh, we should have, but um, weird. I'm gonna bring it up. So. Remember we got in that little debacle about like the uh, ballots being mailed. Mm-hmm. So what I was seeing was the request for ballots. Okay. That's what I was seeing. Yeah. So out. just to recap, you thought that people were already getting their mail at home ballots for November. And you also didn't know that in the state of Maryland, you had to request a ballot. Right. And well, I, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know you had to request one. So when people were getting these things, I was just like, "There they are, those ballots." Which, I mean, would it be so wrong for people to get ballots this early? I mean, you would it be wrong because they, are they trying to give you time to make a decision? Like, what's the difference between mailing? Like, uh, like is that the only reason why they would they wouldn't mail you your ballot? You know what I mean? If you're doing mail-in voting. Because, I mean, there's tons of people that just know exactly who they're going to vote for right now. So, you know, is it just for people that ha- haven't made their minds up? I, what? What's the question? Why they haven't mailed out mail-in ballots yet? Yeah, like, why does it have to be, like, when do they start doing it first off? Is it like 40, mm-hmm. 40 days or something? Probably. I mean, I, it, probably, I would be surprised if anyone does it two months out. I mean, you definitely could, but I doubt that that would, like, really work because then that would, like, negate, like, the, you know, more rigorous part of, like, what would be, like, the normal campaign cycle. Like, taking 
like <laughs> sending in your mail-in ballot like before there's even like presidential debates like negates the need for presidential debates yeah you know and really we don't need them but uh not, oh, not these are going to be them. awesome to watch. They're going to be fun to watch. I'm just saying we don't need them. There's See, no real reason. Oh, I mean, there would be happen. a reason if, if we were a country that worked and our political system made sense and also worked. But this is going to be really fun because, like, so one of our regular clients was, um, like, we did stuff for Hopkins where I had to go to, like, uh, like old folks' homes, like, nursing home type of things. Like, I had to deal with, like, older people pretty regularly, like, before COVID stuff. So, I used to be able to go to the, like, the, you know, uh, like, the retirement homes and, like, the older, uh, like, public housing units and stuff. So, I used to be around, like, cantankerous old people. I've seen mm-hmm. two fights, like, straight up, like, punch each other in the face fights with, like, old dudes outside of these places in the city. Really? Oh, yeah. No, they are awesome to watch. Like, two dudes in walkers, like, walking their walkers up next to each other, and then they just start swinging. Oh, like, wow. Oh, yeah. No, dude, it, it was fucking awesome to watch. Um, And then, like, one of them fell over, and then everyone freaked out, and, like, you know, it, that part was kind of scary, <laughs> but watching them, like, swing on each other was wild. And so I miss seeing this these, like... Just like grumpy, like cantankerous, like kind of senile old men, like trying to spar off and like butt heads like they're mountain goats. So I'm excited to watch Trump and Biden do that. And I get to have a little bit of normalcy back in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I am really excited to watch them just argue two different arguments overlapping each other. Yeah. Um, It's going to, it's going to be interesting. Do you think Biden has any. I think Biden risks the the potential to really fuck up by like trying to have these nice comebacks ready, and he's gonna screw up how like Tim Kaine is that his name? Tim Cook? Wait, who was fucking um Hillary Clinton's VP guy? Tim Kaine, right? That was Tim. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't it Clinton Kaine? Yeah. Um, but remember he like tried to like pull up pull up like it was really cringy to watch him like try to like pull out these zingers, but they were just like dad jokes or whatever. It was really bad. But I think I think Biden wants to write his own insults to have comebacks to, and I think it's gonna be bad. I don't know. I mean, I think what's going to happen is they're both going to embarrass themselves and do more damage than good, but for completely different reasons. Like, Biden is going to get flustered and just go full, like, mashed potato coming out of his nose. Like, he's really just going to, like, fuck up all of his words. He's going to fuck up a bunch of proper nouns, right? He's going to fuck up a bunch of, like, names or dates or places or whatever. And then Trump is going to do more of what he's been doing recently where he just kind of like lets you peek behind the curtain a little bit. He goes a little mask off and just says like the crazy shit that politicians either normally don't say or like don't want you to hear or he's going to go like not full fascist because he's not he's not interesting enough to be an actual fascist. I've said it before. I don't know what that means in a debate. Like how can you go full fascist in a debate? When you go, like, full authoritarian in terms of, like, debating, like, a policy. So Biden will try mm-hmm. to be, like, the cool guy that's, like, I'm here for everybody, Jack. Like, come on, bucko. Like, you're a real, you know, Nancy boy if you don't believe these policies. 
And do you then think um do you Trump's think Trump's going to be like, look what you did to Bernie? Like, is he going to like uh, try and like kind of uh, divide us in that way? Like, kind of no. being like, no, 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 because no, he kind of no, no. did that with with the Hillary stuff. You know, no, he's not he campaigning. I would imagine that Trump is only going to talk about himself and he's going to defend his record and then he's going to attack Biden for being in politics for 50 years and not getting anything done. Because that's the only thing that they've been talking about. I don't think that Trump has the balls to go after Biden's cognitive ability because I feel like that's one that if he opens up that door then we will have the two old men arguing about which one is more senile, which neither of them want. No, they don't want to do that. No, so it's going to be Biden talking about what he wants to do and what Trump has done wrong, and he's going to fuck up every single proper noun he can. And then Trump is just going to go full authoritarian or do that weird thing where he looks at what's wrong with his administration, blames everybody else, and says that that's what's going to happen if the Democrats get control. But he'll say some... I mean, it's going to be like an insane highlight reel of just both of them saying wild shit and then like right. reinforcing what the other person's base thinks about you know that candidate. So Trump's going to say authoritarian shit and everyone's going to be like, he's a fascist, he wants to be a dictator, he's you know the worst thing ever. And then Biden's just going to diarrhea all over the place and then everyone's going to be like, he's crazy, he can't form a complete thought, like he's not mentally fit. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be fun. Um, we should. Um, do you know? Do you even know when the first one is? I was gonna say uh, we should watch them together, but that's probably not gonna be a thing that happens. Isn't it in the end of September? It's like September twenty seventh or something, right? Andrew, okay, when is the when's the the first debate? But I don't know if he's gonna go. Uh, I I don't really remember Trump's like style of because he makes speeches. But like when it comes to debating, it's that's a different ball game, and I don't feel like he's very good at that at all. I mean, I remember watching even well, him not, against Hillary was. He's not it's good not even at a bunch debating. Of but that's, oh, I guess it will. It's all win. insults. That that's why no one could quote beat him in a debate because he's not there to debate. He's there to talk about how he's the shit and how you suck, right. and he has writers who make jokes about you. And he creates memes and nicknames, you know, and then he just goes up there and just repeats the same fucking hashtags and taglines and catchphrases. And then it gets people all whipped up and then he doesn't actually answer the question that he's been asked. And um, they're going to do this in the same room, right? It's not going to be like a Zoom debate, right? I have no clue. I have no idea. God, that'd be so stupid. What, a Zoom Zoom debate? Yeah, because it doesn't because Zoom does that thing where like whoever is the most um, who's talking the most, it like focuses on them. So that would be a goddamn nightmare. I mean, I doubt that that they would have it be that low of quality. Right. So I'm sure that it would actually be real cameras in the room and not like Skype or Zoom. They're not going to have them, like, calling each other and then have, like, the moderators patch in as the third mic. Like, it'll definitely be, like, an official camera in both of their, quote, studios. That would be an interesting thing to do, though. Like, if someone goes over their time, then they actually just straight up mute their mic. 
Oh, that's the way to fucking do it, dude. But I'm just saying, like, that would be like a crazy power move if it's like you legit only have 45 seconds and then they cannot interject. You just fucking Ooh. boop. But in, instead of having the moderator do it, it's both of them have mute buttons, but it only works after 30 seconds. So you can press it all you want, but after 30 seconds, you can mute them. And then it would just be like this weird battle. And then, um, like, yeah. I guess that would be stupid. I like how you. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. like, obviously, right. you would, would go right stupid. to the mute. You'd go right to the mute button as soon as 30 seconds happen. Well, I guess the whole point would be, like, to see who's most senile because who would forget the fastest and let them go over their time and insult you more. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not going to do anything interesting like that. It's going to be. Poorly run is going to be a shit show, but it's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. So, um, did you did you read up on the Atlantic article that everyone's kind of talking about the whole um, Trump disparaging the uh, calling the people in the military or soldiers from World War One losers and shit? Yeah. Yeah, so I read I, about it. I have two. I, I see. Here's the thing. I don't really want to get too deep into it because every single person ever has been talking about it and we're not going to add anything really new to that conversation. Yeah, but I I want to mention it because um, I want to mention it, one, because it's not like there's no way to prove that this happened. This is what annoys me with the whole mystique, like... um, Look, I have no doubt that he said it. I, I think he obviously said it just because of what he has said in the past about military people, what he said about John McCain um, and, you know, what he's what he's just said out in the open and shit. Uh, I don't doubt that he didn't say that. But the problem is that you don't have any proof and you're you're writing. You're just it's just an article about he he said she said stuff, you know, and um, even though it's pretty obvious that he did it. Because there's no proof, it's so easy for the other side to just make shit up about it. With that being said, it's also hard for the other side to, um, well, first off, I'll let, I'll let you interject because, um, yeah, I have to rethink about, I had a whole thing on it and then I, um, I didn't write it down. What? Awesome. <laughs> Fucking tight, dude. No, no, no. I just, I want you to talk. What What are your thoughts on it? Because um, I think it's fucking dumb and I don't care if I'm being completely honest. This is just like another stupid thing that like, yeah, he said something fucking wild. I am sure that he did, but nothing's going to happen because of it. So there's no reason for it to be in the news this long. Like if this yeah. was any other president ever this would be something that would be a complete scandal. They would never get a chance, you know, to run again. They would be completely ruined politically. Everyone would distance themselves. Like, imagine if fucking Bill Clinton said that, or like fucking yeah, Jimmy Carter, or, anyone. or any of the Bush, like anyone, especially Obama. But comparing Trump and Obama is is fucking stupid. But like any other politician that ever said that would be almost literally and figuratively crucified. Trump won't ever be. His campaign has really succeeded and in making it so that you cannot trust anything, right? So that's 
that's like how quote political everything is now is that anything you know and i've said it a million times anything that is you know anti-trump is just political never trump bullshit anything that is pro-trump is just blind you know faith in dear leader so like there really is no point in getting into this stuff unless like fucking john kelly or any of these people who are supposedly around are going to come forward and be like yeah, he said that shit. Like it fucking like fuck that not dude. Going to. No, these people will um, never do that. Like the best that we're gonna get, the best that we will get is in ten or fifteen years when all of these Trump adjacent politicians are clamoring for book deals to be relevant because they can't get a job on Capitol Hill anymore because they hitched their what cart to the wrong horse or whatever the fuck. Then you're gonna have all the tell all books and they're gonna be like, Yeah, I was there. Yeah, right. yeah, he totally fucking did that shit, but no one cares because Trump can get away with anything. That's why I don't really yeah. give a shit about it. Like it nothing will happen from this. And it's just like it's just fucking stupid and pointless. Like yeah, he definitely said that shit. He said that shit before. Like right. he has called POW's loser. Like he that's who he is. That's how he, you know, thinks about this stuff. Like he has It does it does it does really upset me and it angers me because of all the support he gets from those kind of people and like this bullshit narrative that that Trump supporters are super patriotic and that kind of well, bullshit. Like Well that's it really another thing that, that they it's just gonna fall on deaf ears because like the hypocrisy in like the Trump campaign and the Trump supporter like milieu will never be like you can never call out like a MAGA person for being a hypocrite. Right. Like right. that will because never it just, happen. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it, it will just it just all falls on deaf ears. So like there's no point in being like, hey, this dude who you think is like fighting for the troops said they're fucking losers. Like it it, it will never sway anyone's mind. So there's there's really no point in reporting on this stuff anymore. Like there's no like chance for an actual like October surprise situation or whatever, just because like Everyone already has their fucking mind made up. So, yeah, I agree with your earlier sentiment that, like, a debate is kind of pointless because, like, no one's going to watch these two old teetering idiots, like, spar again, like, you know, fucking go head to head and be like, well, I've changed my mind. I'm going right. to go, you know, take down my Trump sticker because he really got eviscerated over, you know, uh, Medicare policy. Like, no, no that's it's not going to fucking happen. happen. Um, if you really want to make money and you work in the White House already... You should just always have your mic on at all times, like you your phone in your like, pocket. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, that way you can catch this sh- type of shit on on um on mic oh, and that really shit make nev- some fucking. That shit would never fucking work. They have such ironclad NDAs in there, and then if you fucking did, like, let's not forget how fucking strict obama was with whistleblowers like that is an obama Mm -hmm. era shit like the snowden stuff like the age of like that type of like whistleblower is completely gone like we will never have like another deep throat or like assange or snowden or anything like that's just not gonna ever happen because like those dudes will just get black bagged and like will just straight up disappear or they'll get like seth rich like you know, suicide with two to the back of the head or whatever. Like, you're... not if they, not if they escape fast enough before they do it. Like, did did like did Snowden or Assange? Did they did they get out before they leaked it, or did they leak and then was like, get out? You know, I don't know. I'm not like enough into that whole like I'm anonymous culture to like really know right. the ins and outs of like the Assange and Snowden shit. But like, 
I would imagine they fucking, you know, did their drops. Or at least once their cover was blown, they were already fucking out of there. Where'd the talk about um, Trump pardoning Snowden ever go? It just... Nowhere, because it wasn't fucking real. Okay. Like, I don't even... Like, that was such a weird thing, too, because I could never really understand, like, the reasoning behind that. Like, is that just a way to, like, own Obama? Because, like, he doesn't do anything just to do it. It's always to, like, burn somebody or, like, to own somebody. Like, everything he does is, like, to spite Biden or to, like, rub it in Obama's face or, like, to own the libs or, like, prove people wrong. You know, so it's, like, he... There's no way that he would have been, like, you know, pardoning Snowden because he believed what he did was right. It's because he probably thinks that, like, it's cool that he fucked up the Obama, you know, administration in some way. Right. But that shit, that's not going to fucking happen. Right. Um, Let's see. What else is on the docket here? Um, There was... I guess there's a fire that start. I feel like I heard this already. And like, is it just, is this just weird? The gender reveal thing? Yeah. It's like, didn't that already happen? Like two years ago or something where they were having a gender reveal party and a fire got started. It's like, is, are the fires getting started with these parties because the gender gets revealed and they're so pissed that they didn't have a boy that they fucking like lit their fucking, you know, burn down the fucking house because they they wanted a boy so bad and they didn't get one or something. Like, I, I what's even happening in a gender reveal party that it, that requires burning anything? It's an ancient pagan rite where if you are angry about the gods not giving you a boy, Odin gives you the right. You know, he bestows his power upon you, and you use your mind to blow up your house, and you have to slaughter you... all your cattle and all that stuff. You make a joke, but I mean, the people that are having these kinds of parties are probably no. It's literally into, like, because they have signs. No, no, not at all, dude. It's because they they buy fucking cheap fireworks and it's fucking high yeah. fire risk season, and then it fucking blows up, and then a spark lights fucking underbrush, you know, twenty, thirty, forty feet away. Oh, do you think it's gender reveal fireworks? Like you can light the blue or the pink. What is one? it that you thought it was when a there's a fire related to gender reveal parties, like? What is it that you think it is? I want to hear how hilariously wrong you know. Paint me a picture. Paint me a picture. Direct the scene. You're you're the whole. You're directing the TV show. You're directing the TV show. What happened? My whole bit is that I don't know, and you just answered it for me. So the whole fire. I didn't know that the fireworks were a thing. But how do you think that we can go from a gender reveal party to a wildfire? Like where where do you think where do you think that the fire comes in? Uh. Bitch forgets to uh, turn off the oven. That's it. Oh, that that's so that's what you think it is. You think that someone was making a gender revealed cake and then it burned down a house, and then it burned down yeah. a quarter of the state. I didn't know there were fireworks involved, but yeah, that makes you so much seen, sense. Like, have you never seen like a gender reveal thing? No, I've seen yeah. gender reveal videos or like. Just someone saying, hey, it's a boy, and then like everyone's like, cool. No, that's they... what happens is they say, hey, it's a boy, and then they spontaneously combust, and they happen to be in a huge pile of leaves. <laughs> I don't no, know, it's, it's, dude. No, it's it's just low-grade uh, fireworks and shit. Like, you know, you fucking, okay. you do like a bottle I... rocket or something, and then it blows up, and the smoke's either pink or blue. 
Oh, that's, that's that that makes so much more sense. That's all it is. It's like you have some shit like that where you know like you light the fuse and you run away and everyone giggles and then it pop 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 boom and then the big boom it releases a bunch of smoke and then a little ember flies up and then it floats away and then it lights a leaf on fire and then you know they send so in woke, fucking woke prisoners to fight wildfires. Woke people don't don't do this, right? No, Jordan, you libs are fucking safe. Like no, I mean like woke people. They don't do gender reveal because they're all about like their like gender genders fluid and shit, right? So like no, that's like weird right wing propaganda. Like that's like some weird like soy boy reactionary right wing stuff. They're still fucking the most like progressive. Like I'm with her people. They still have fucking gender reveal parties. I mean they don't maybe rent out a campsite in California and set off fireworks because they you know don't live there. But who knows? But I, I could just see like. Cause you know you you might if you're like into that shit that I've seen gender reveal parties where that's like yellow for like we don't care and they're like <laughs> gotcha mom we don't care god damn that's cringy that would be um, funny if that's what what the situation was that that burned down the rainforest is just like they they tried to like own their parents by having a gender reveal but have it be like we don't care it's gender neutral baby and then yeah the fucking forest just burns down anyway. Oh my god, and that totally would happen. But I could see like one of those like the a woke teenager that has to go to a gender reveal party because it's for their sister or their aunt or something, and they sit there with their arms crossed, being like, and then the smoke comes and it's a blue, and it's blue for a boy, and then they're just sitting there like the baby doesn't know yet, you know, like that kind of thing. I could see that happening. What so, and I, then they like light a bunch of paper airplanes on fire and just throw them into the woods. <laughs> I don't think that would work. That'd be funny though. Can you light? I don't think you could light a paper plane on fire and then I don't think it would fly. I don't know. I'm not a fucking. I didn't take physics. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Where are we at? Did you see? We're um, at fucking weed time, baby. That's where we're at. I left my um, I left my jewel in my friend's car. Good. That shit sucks. Uh, so take. I'm I'm surprised this didn't happen earlier, or it might have been happening. Okay, this is where I want to get with this. So, you're the uh, there's TikTok. There's a clip of apparently <coughs> some guy committing suicide. I didn't know. About I don't that. even know how. Yeah. But they took it down, obviously. But there's people that are sharing it, and like, first off, that's so sick that people like think to download that real quick and ha- still I have would. it in circulation. I would. But if they, I was if I was a teen, I would. You would what? Commit suicide? I mean, I mean, yes to either. But no, like if I was, like realistically, if I was who I was at like 16, 17, now, you know, you were not that much of a dick. It's not being a dick. It's just weird stuff on the internet. I definitely like. No, but I mean, you being the guy being like, oh, look what I found on TikTok. Yeah, one hundred percent. I definitely like found fucked up videos or like fucked up images like on 4chan and shit when I was like young in high school, and I would like circulate that around. Like I watched a bunch of those like crazy like like the beheading videos and stuff. I've seen a bunch of those. Yeah, you're sick. But anyway. Um, they're banning the people that are circulating it around or whatever. My thing is, how does face 
how does Facebook get around this? Because it, I know it probably used to happen on Facebook, like on, when they go live or whatever, or on Instagram. But they definitely have a lockdown on that. I feel like people would would do that a lot, like committing suicide on a on a live feed. Do you that not, has to be. Do you not remember when they had like the hearings on Facebook and shit? And a big I don't part of it. That being a thing. But the a big part of it was like the fact that they don't give like mental health services to the like content people. Like there are so many people whose entire job is to like live like um like edit and like moderate what's being posted to make sure that people aren't like posting fucked up shit. And so oh, okay. like there are people who are constantly like you know, taking down fucked up shit. Like, I mean, like, the algorithms, yeah. I guess, have gotten better, but, like, you gotta think, like, years ago, you know, what would happen? You post some child porn on a Facebook group, it's up for, like, five minutes, and then it comes down. Like, someone who works for Facebook has to find that child porn and then take that down and delete that account. You know what? I think I remember there was, like, an Amer- uh, My American Life or something. Like, some sort of NPR thing where they had someone that th- that was their job and all the fucked up shit that they they had, like, PTSD about it. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Or- they they had people testify at that hearing or whatever because they were like, yeah, I just, for eight hours a day, I have to sift through fucking videos of people and animals and figure out if it's animal abuse or not. So I just watch people, like, kick dogs all day. Oh. Yeah. I mean, people okay. are fucked up and this website's on the entire planet. Like it, you know, I remember there was like a video where like the grandma caught their grandson, um, torturing her cat cat or whatever. And then she turned him in. There was also like a grandma that turned in a protester, like one of the protesters in Portland or something for like van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got identified by her grandma from like the local news. That's fucked up, dude. Imagine Fuck if your you, fucking grandma. grandma snitched on you that hard and then had to go testify in court like they used her fucking anonymous tip. Dude, I, dude, you're done to me. If you are a part of my family and you see me do something and you identify me to the... You're done, dude. I don't give a fuck. What is, this, is this you saying that you would like kill your aunt like if she outed you to the fucking police? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you don't do that, dude. Your grandson? I can understand an aunt, actually. Like, but like your direct lineage? That's I fucked could, up, grandma. I could see a grandma doing that if she's like remotely conservative and your kid's like a radical leftist in air quotes and like you are a Fox News person and you're convinced oh, obviously that they're it the happens. fucking devil. I'm saying, you know? yeah, I, obviously it happens. I'm saying that's fucked. And like, you have no integrity anymore. You're not a. That's you just don't do that to family, you know. I mean, I could definitely like defend that position and be like, they think that they're doing what's right and they want the person to get help, blah blah blah. Like they want to teach them a lesson, like you know. But I mean, like, yeah, dude, fuck that shit. Like, I can't imagine. I mean, my grandma would never do it. Oh, also today's my grandma's eighty-fifth birthday, so happy birthday, mama. You will never, ever, ever hear this ever. But it is her eighty-fifth birthday today. Interesting. So, um, there's a thing that I saw on Vice here that I thought was interesting because it's like, I mean, obviously it's bullshit coming out of his mouth, but when I read it, I was like, 
he's not wrong when he says this, but um, I guess Trump is at a, a press conference for Labor Day and being like, he says, um, I'm not saying the military is in love with me. The soldiers are. The top people in the Pentagon probably aren't because they want to do nothing but fight wars so that all those wonderful companies that make the bombs and make the planes and make everything else stay happy. But we're getting out of the endless wars. You know how we you know how we're doing. And then um But yeah, I thought there was something else to that. Um, but yeah, he's basically saying that's like something I would say or you would say, you know. But obviously, it is kind of interesting how Trump is kind of hasn't really gotten involved in any sort of wars, you know. Well, he and I think someone made a good point. How he's a lot like, of people. Yeah, but he hasn't done really anything to like full on attack someone. I think it is kind of interesting how he's like kind of anti-military intervention in a way you know that's like the one good thing that has come out of this for the most part i don't part. think that he is anti-military intervention at all i don't think that that is a stance that he well someone has. made a point that he's too scared to lose a military thing exactly right? that doesn't mean that you're anti-intervention that doesn't mean that you're an anti-war guy it literally no. means you don't yeah. understand warfare and that type of stuff enough to be confident that if you start that shit, you're going to finish it. Right, right. And also, I think that he does understand to a certain extent that, like, you like war has become so automated and distant now, like, you, you can't just, like, go around and, like, start shit really anymore. Like, he got away with the fucking drone strikes. Like, you can still drone strike people whenever you want, but you can't, like really do much more than that, honestly. Like, you, he can't just, like, decide that he wants to go roll up and be like, we're taking over, like, Romania because we want their oil fields. Like, he right. can't do that. Like, he can't finally be like, well, look, like, you know, fucking Kurdistan isn't a real thing, so we're going to go occupy the territory and make sure that they can't be a thing. Like, the closest thing we have to that is, like, our blind support for Israel. We don't need to do direct conflict anymore because all of our buddies do, and we just give them fucking money. Yes, yeah, you're right. Um, if, um, yeah, I just, uh, but it is kind of well, interesting how there won't be, Jordan you know, like with frozen. Obama, there was. He's definitely yeah, he's talking getting right out now of also. Our, I wish frozen? other people could see the screen because it's frozen oh, and shit. it's really funny frozen? looking. So he's going to abruptly come back any minute um, now. Robbie? And then he's going to say like some crazy oh, shit. No. And he's going to blame my computer for being the one that fucked up even though. We were late to recording. Oh, here we go. You're back. No, you're... Can you hear me Dude, now, Jordan? You... Yeah, but you cut out, too. That's I'm directly work, connected but... in. There's no way it was my shit. Your shit fucked up two other times today while we were getting ready to do this, buddy. No, if that fucked up because two, two uh -huh. applications can't run my this camera. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's... I mean... I'm serious. That's what that was. But Your the computer has already wise... fucked up twice, and it fucked up most of last week too but we no, can that say it's this my, computer i'm not saying it's your internet connection but it's either your computer or it's your fucking it's your skype which we've already had to reset twice today yeah but regardless what were you saying um it's interesting because like you have obama who's going to be known for 
you know, pulling out of Iraq, but, you know, just continuing everything with Afghanistan. Before that, you have, you know, George Bush with, you know, the Iraq war. But like and pretty much with every president, we always they always have something that they're known for um, war wise, some sort of conflict that they had to go through. With Trump, is there really any that we that we can really point to besides those little the flings with Assad and, um, you know, that big bomb that he blew up over top of that ISIS base that one time? You know, it's really just. Um, well, that's like I said, warfare has completely changed, but also. No, he doesn't have any conflict that he's starting, but I mean, you can look at him trying to provoke North Korea. You can look at him trying to provoke China. You can look at him trying to provoke Iran. Like he is 100% acting like a rich bully that he is where he won't hit you first, but he will sit there and call you names. Oh, well, Jordan's gone once again. Um, so I'll just have to repeat everything that I'm saying in a moment, but this will probably be another two minutes where Jordan's computer's frozen, and then, like I said earlier, Turn he will uh, come back my and wife. blame my computer for it and shit, so let's see. Looks like uh, his connection is getting... There we go. There you are. Um, but no, like I was saying, is he won't ever hit you first. He will be like a rich kid, and he will talk shit and provoke you and provoke you, and then when you finally punch him in the face because he's been talking shit for three weeks then he's going to go cry to the teacher or the principal or the lifeguard or the cops. And you're the one who gets in trouble because technically you struck him first. Right. So that's well, sort of been like his military he, policy is he just wants to push everybody's buttons. But if he had to go through, like, let's say fucking China, you know, started attacking our ships in the Pacific. Like, I think he would get freaked out because I, I think he'd be way over his head real fast and wouldn't really know what to do to make <laughs> himself look good, you know? I mean, I, think, I do, but that's not. I don't think that that's a realistic scenario to even have to really think about right. because no one, no one will ever straight up fuck with America. We are the only thing we have going for us is our military superiority. Well, so I mean, but China is lining up a bunch of ships in the Pacific to like I, you know, yeah. their their next their next move is to start slowly taking over Japanese islands. We know that for sure. Now, are we going to let them do that? And if we don't let them do that, are they going to attack our ships? I mean, like these are real issues that could possibly happen. I mean, yeah, are... but that's different than them lining up their ships around California. There's no, still no, degrees of separation between us and them. I just mean like a, a Luisi, a Luis, Lus Lusitania type of situation where they sink. But I don't understand ships. what you're trying to get to. Are you saying that if? If the Chinese sink an American ship, are you wondering if tr Trump will do anything? Yeah. Yeah, he will nut in if... his pants, and then he'll unleash every single bomb we have because he finally has an excuse to use them. That's what I'm saying. He won't start anything, but if he has any legit reason to do something, he'll just have one long orgasm while he does it. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious sometimes. Just in my mind, one wondering about what people would do in certain situations. I do that a lot. The rhetorical questions, way too much. I um, mean, so yeah, no, that's like tight. I mean, not to shit on your parade more than I normally do, but like, 
No, I don't think that there is anything that will get Trump to do anything short of a crazy attack. But even a crazy attack won't do anything because of that whole fucking report or whatever that everyone immediately forgot where, like, the Russian bounty thing was happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody forgot that real fast. Yeah, everyone forgot that that shit real quick. But let's try and do this and pray... Pray to Allah that your fucking connection doesn't fuck up. Well, he's like a main character in what we're about to fucking do. We have a thing with our patrons where you get to pick like a thing that we do on the show. We were doing like Defend a Monster for a while, but we were really bad at it. So the new thing that we're doing is a book club for uh, Saddam Hussein's uh, novel, Zabiba and the King. And um, so we're reading a quarter of the book at a time, and then we're going to talk about it here on the pod. So this is part one of the Bolsheviks Book Club. Before we really go into it, what are your first thoughts on just the aesthetic or like the um, like like critically about like like him as a writer, him as like what he was trying I have to a lot at. I have a lot to say about that. I have more to say about this than this actual dog shit story. Um <laughs> it's so bad. It is so bad. So this book is really interesting specifically for the intro because the dude who like translated it is I guess the one who has the copyright and they tried to like I guess he did that so that like the proceeds don't go to Saddam. But he has this whole self-important like preface and like intro like the introduction is not his, but the the preface is just like first of all, it is so poorly written, so poorly written that I guarantee you the reason why this story in and of itself sucks to fucking read is because this dude is just a bad writer. Yeah, because the, the uh, I feel like the story itself could actually just be interesting but yeah he is so bad this guy's a terrible terrible writer now did he write it in english or is it translated and if it's translated how much of that lost in translation do you think contributes to how poorly it's written well he even says it in the preface that it's translated from arabic and so he had to put in some notes like where the translations don't match up but he tried to make it like as like honest and pure to the way it's written as possible but because of that like it sounds weird sometimes which is definitely him covering his ass for having shitty translators and not being able to formulate a fucking sentence like because even in his fucking preface it's just like what the fuck is happening but it's okay so this book let me just kind of give the outline of this book and then we'll get into just like even before opening it before i even fucking read the first page when i figured out the synopsis of this the general idea so saddam hussein under a pen name wrote a historical romance novel and in that novel there is a king which is supposed to be saddam who falls in love with a lowly peasant woman who is supposed to be the iraqi people but she is married to this like terrible merchant or like this terrible rich guy who is supposed to be America. Right. And even that alone is fucking insane. I mean, that's the analysis of 
I, that might. Do you think that analysis comes from when the C, CIA like kind of um, fucked around with this? Because the, the CIA, when they got their hands on it, they kind of du- like dug through it to try and see if there was any kind of uh, clue to Saddam Hussein, what he might try next or what he's exactly. Do in the future. So so yeah, like when the CIA this before Iraqi freedom, they found this book and they they fucking picked through it and they tried to figure out what it meant as a way to quote get inside of his mind like to figure him out and so they found this like allegorical meaning for this story now let's take it in both the directions number one if he did write a romance novel that's supposed to be an allegory for like his like geopolitical situation what the fuck are you talking about man who the fuck would actually do that like that's insane but also, let's take it the other way, and maybe Homeboy just wanted to write a fucking romance novel that had, like, morality in there. That's what I'm saying. Kind of a fucked up morality in some spots, uh, but, um, but yeah. It's completely bonkers. This story, in and of itself, it's just so fucking wild. But, like... There, there's a couple good things about it uh, along the way. It's a, it, is a, it is a fun story, but it's just wild that it was written by Saddam. Yeah. All right, so... Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Please, please, before we get there, um, we have to say that this was written under a pen name, and one of the big reasons why people... I guess, like, word got around that Saddam wrote this, right? And it became, like, a bestseller in Iraq and all this stuff. And people pointed that as evidence um, supporting the theory that it was written by Saddam because there's so much weird shit in here that wouldn't fly if anybody else wrote it. It only makes sense that it was someone involved high up in the government that let this, like, slip past censors. Also, there's a musical somewhere. They had live musical performances of this in Iraq. Yeah, I saw a couple YouTube videos of, like, um, some, you know, just, like, a highlight highlight reels of uh, people performing it. Dude, it Honestly, is... Honestly, it probably wouldn't be a bad play. I would get... love to see this on the stage. Yeah, I mean, some of those scenes would be kind of just boring as shit. It would be the most boring, self-indulgent thing I've ever seen, but I would fucking love it. So let's let's get into the story. So it opens up. It opens up, and the first couple, um, the first couple things are really just talking about like religious aspects, you know. So kind of the like narration, the narration of this story is really confusing because there's essentially three. Narrators. narrators there's like three subjects so the whole like the it whole, bounces around in a, such a fucking weird way yeah so the whole idea is that like quote present day guy is talking about how when he grew up <clears throat> in a small village there was an old woman who used to tell them stories and then this zabiba and the king is a story that the old woman would tell. So we get a little bit of this guy in present day. We get a lot of weird, like, narration of the old woman, like, telling the story, like, shit that she's doing. Like, it's supposed to be that you're, like, sitting... Like, basically, you're supposed to be, like, sitting by a campfire listening to this woman talk. So she'll be, like, telling you a story. And then she, like, wanders off and and does these little things. (laughs) And then you're, like... Break narration and she goes and, like, washes clothes and shit. And then you're just like, wait, it, are we still doing this? Like, are you still telling a fucking story? Or are we, like, what's going on here? 
Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's very odd. It's the the pacing is so weird. Just everything about the story is so strange, which also drives home the fact that Saddam probably did write this because there's no way that anyone would read this book and be like, yeah, no, this makes so, a lot of sense. So here's it, what it I'm reads like about. it reads like a high schooler wrote it. Yeah, but here's what I'm confused about. So you have like what you said, the present day dude talking about this old lady. Then we get this old lady who is telling the story about Zabiba and the king. But then she like becomes, it becomes like, isn't that the grandma? Like, doesn't he like take his grandma through like the woods or whatever? And like, that's how he meets like Zabiba because he like has to drop this old lady who was like just, who was just no, no, telling no, no, these no, stories. No, 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 Cause the, the story is supposed to take place in like the year 600 or like 700 mm-hmm. or something. Like, okay. this, this woman isn't an immortal being who, like, is telling this story from a thousand well, years ago in the that's what I mean. It's like, it, it almost, it's like it switches. It's like, you know, kind of like a, um, I don't know, one of those movies where you have the same actor that goes back in time, but it's, it's a, he's a different person. But they just use the same actor. Yeah, yeah, know. it's like Dark Shadows almost. But no, it's, no, 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 it's just supposed to be what it is. So, we have the narrator, number one, who is a guy current day or whatever right and he starts talking about how he comes from a small village in iraq and the old ladies and the old people used to tell everybody stories and everyone was super fucking into it so then we're transported to like the 40s or the 50s or something in some small village in iraq and we are sat upon the knee of an old woman who wants to like she tells like another weird one paragraph story also before this story like to to show that she just like tells stories all the time like it's 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 very confusing how this is written but now we have to listen to this old woman tell a story so a woman in the 40s is now telling us this story that takes place in like the year 700 in uh like not rural iraq but just like in iraq right yeah yeah and so yeah so we're in ancient iraq in the 700s i think it is First off, I also want to say in the opening, it just like goes off on how Iraq is like the shit, this, the shit, and like I guess it. I think on the one of the one of the editing things was saying like because I guess Saddam was saying all these lies about things that were in Iraq that aren't in Iraq. They're like somewhere else. Oh yeah, the entire and, uh, beginning of the story is just about how everything from the Old Testament takes place in Iraq and like all of the biblical heroes are Iraqis and Iraq is like the land of the one true God and shit. Yeah, and then the editor is just I, like, I honestly, actually I feel it's like, not. Yeah, he's like, actually that's not true. But no, I feel like that's just like kind of what, like I don't read a lot of like translations of like Arabic literature. So I would imagine that like, if you got something published in some of those like more orthodox areas, you you did have to have something about how like, hey guys, what's up? It's me. All is the best. You know, Muhammad's tight. Praise on his name. Like you like, I feel like you kind of like have to do that. Okay. Well, and that's what the beginning of the book does. It just like kind of jerks off Iraq while also jerking off, um, you know, the Islamic religion and shit. So anyway, okay, let's uh, go on with the story. Yeah, so then we learn that there's, like, a king, and the king is this, like, cool-ass dude, and he has, like, a cool-ass palace, 
but he has to leave the palace and go to this other palace that is cool, but not as cool as his. And this is like 10 pages of this book is just that little five sentences right there. Right. It's and wait, so fucking he's, weird. He's, he's, trans- he's transporting somebody. Yeah, he's like... He's- and then he drops, him, he drops them off at this place and... Um, and he meets a and- woman... No, he dro- he drops a woman off at this place, and he—it's like an old lady. It's his grandma. It is. And then the kid, there's these like the kids that she surrounds herself with. I don't even know if they're her grandkids or not or something. They're like making fun of her a bunch. No, um, dude. Okay, no, you are completely wrong. That's the woman in the forties. Oh god damn. Okay. Yeah, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? See, this is how confusing this book is. That it, it <laughs> really honestly because it just okay. jumps back and forth in all these timelines. No, you're thinking about the narrator the first narrator talking about how when he was a kid they would listen to the old ladies and laugh at them because they had no teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the actual story of Zabiba and the King as told by this old woman starts out with the king going from his dope ass palace to a lesser dope palace because there's like some asshole merchant there like an asshole merchant shows up and oh, he, is that the honey it's like yeah kind of thing. then you later learn that it's because he was like selling bootleg honey or something so he like kicked him off his land like it's so fucking weird but then it's just high fructose corn syrup by the way. yeah it's whatever so the king shows up to this other fucking palace and outside the palace there's like a hut and there's like the hottest girl ever is there and so he starts talking to this like super hot babe, but she's also like really well spoken and really smart. And that's sort and he's of so surprised by that. He's like, oh, a woman that like can handle herself. Yeah, no. It, it, and then he's just blown away by the fact that this like commoner can like converse eloquently. And that's like the first time that we have this like recurring theme where like the woman like represents like says that she is one of the people right that's like a common thing is she talks about like the people or my people right and it's this whole like class divide thing that immediately happens where it's her like very vocally defending the fact that she's like the working class like the common woman and then she does this whole thing where she's like you may be surprised that me, a common woman, can speak to you, the prince or the king who has been anointed by God, and you didn't think I was smart, but I am smart, and that freaks you out, doesn't it? Because we're the same. And then, like, that's what she says, like, repeatedly. Yeah, there's there's definitely some weird, like, I don't know, uh, like some just... <laughs> Some weird socialist vibes going on at the, in this specific point. It yeah, where... it gets it gets real like real left real quick, and that's another thing that I guess people point to, thinking that Saddam had to have written this because there's no way that this would have been published if like a normal person was writing this shit. Right, but he also doesn't believe any of these type of. It's weird because like you know he's he's talking about like how it's almost like a propaganda aspect. A lot of this is propaganda. Oh, it's 100% propaganda. It's 100% propaganda. Because he did not live by, you know, doing well by poor people. And like, I mean, he lived in riches and, you know, exploited and everything like that as much as he could. But it's interesting to see him place this in the story. Yeah, no, but that's so, 
Yeah, whatever. So we get... I'm trying to move the fucking story along a little bit. So, like, they meet, and they fall in love after talking mm. one time. I don't... Yeah. Well, he's just like, she's so hot, and then he... Is it is it at this point where he goes off, like, on a tangent about, like, how basically he just wants a blowjob really bad from her? Oh yeah, the mouth fetish part. Yeah, God, dude, that was. I'm gonna weird. read. I'm gonna read that paragraph because the mouth okay. fetish part was the first thing that I kind of like noted as like, what the fuck is happening? So yeah. like, <laughs> dude, it's fucking so crazy. So like, basically, when the king starts talking to this girl named Zabiba, like she's just like super fucking smart and she's like telling him like it is, like really, you know being nice but giving the king of what for about what she thinks and she's very like essentially she's like very workers right she's very like you know king should be doing cool stuff and you guys suck and like we're the working people and we're actually the ones who are awesome and like you're completely disconnected from us right right and so she starts like challenging all of these like social norms again she has just met the king for the first time outside of her like hut and she's really getting super philosophical while also like flirting. And they start talking about like how she wasn't covering up her face. Like that 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 gets brought up, like uh like mm-hmm. norms of dress with like women. And then he just starts going on and on about like how um appearances matter and she tries to counteract that by being like, Your character matters. Again, like very oddly progressive for like a woman. Yes. In this part of the world to yeah. basically be like, and yeah, I'm hot, but I'm also this, fucking Iraq, smart. Iraq was also one of those countries where the women don't have to cover up. Um, in the, One of the Middle Eastern countries where they don't have to cover up. So it's interesting for him to bring this kind of thing in. in the yeah. Play. Yeah. So so him, like the, the king is obviously like into this woman and then he's, they're just kind of talking about how it's crazy, how he likes her for her brains and not for her looks, you know? And then they start talking about, like, the face and specifically the mouth. So I'm going to read this entire passage. And I'm reading it as it's written, okay? So this is someone who is bad writing, translating Arabic. So, do not men kiss the lips of a woman more than any of her other beauties? Is the mouth not sufficient for some men to judge a woman's purity and prudence? And in any stage of their intimacy, does not he cling to her mouth to prove his love to his beloved through kisses, which can be considered a sign of feelings independently of whether or not the couple had a sexual relationship? Is this not true? And if the meaning of the mouth is that great, should not a man be jealous about the mouth of the one he loves, her laughter, every movement of her lips? Clearly, one understands then why our mothers and grandmothers wore their mouth or cover their mouths in front of strangers and why they only eat in the presence of their family. Clearly, one understands the meaning of the sacred verse which commands that woman or that women are to cover their open parts, and naturally the mouth is among them. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, there's a lot of shit like that in there. Somebody, uh, they could have solved a lot of problems if they would have just given him a fucking blowjob. Just given him some ass. But yeah, so they talk, they like wax poetically and like flirt outside of her fucking house or whatever. And then he goes back to his fucking palace and he's like, yo, you should come through. 
And she's like, all right, cool. Like, I'll come up and visit you. And, like, that's the weird part. One of the weird parts in this, like, narrative where, like, they met and they're, like, flirting really intensely, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, come up to the house. And then he goes back he's to like, the- I won't do anything with you because I do respect your husband or whatever. Yeah, she had, and also she's married. So he's, like, talking about how he won't, like, steal her from her husband because she's her husband's property or whatever. But then mm-hmm. it's, like automatically assume that they both love each other like we're not told that they fall in love during this first meeting but then like he goes back to the house like back to the palace and he tells all of his guards like yo this fucking girl's coming up and they say her name is Zabiba which means grape like a single grape no it means raisin sorry yes raisin raisin single raisin and then the guards start like making fun of her name or something and they have this whole like hey, hey, wish I could have a raisin and then it like becomes this whole like just another thing where like it's just normal people talking and then they like shoehorn this like 13 paragraph like philosophical treaty in there that just goes in circles and makes no fucking sense about like how things should matter on the inside and not on the outside and shit like it's it's very fucking strange how much is just shoehorned into these like normal conversations right yeah and so she rolls up. So Zabiba rolls up to the fucking palace. First, he, he, doesn't he say to the guards, like, hey, make sure you open the door this way or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, they have nicely. to open up all the doors at the exact same time. So she, like, yeah, doesn't. make it yeah, dramatic. Yeah. He, like, pulls out all the stops for this, this woman. So she rolls up to the fucking palace, but they don't believe that she's the king's, like, date or whatever because she's, like, a commoner. And so she starts, like, just chatting shit with these dudes. And there's a funny part in there where it talks about how, like, she is cracking jokes at these, like, guards because they're, like, commoners. Like, they're normal people. Right. But part of their thing is that, like, they're not allowed to laugh or, like, smile. Mm-hmm. But then, like, she just keeps on cracking jokes. So, that like, I was thinking about, like, damn, like, that's kind of fucked up how this woman, like, has to know that these people, like will get in trouble if they like giggle and she's just over here like cracking fucking jokes trying to make them laugh like come on dude like you're gonna get me in trouble with my fucking job like shut up lady you're gonna get you're gonna get their heads cut off yeah dude you're making the spot hot and so she like rolls up to the fucking castle and i get so okay so they kept on randomly mentioning like festivities Uh uh-huh so like i maybe there was a festival happening that i'm just now learning about and that's what's happening with people coming in and out of the palace or it something also might, it also might mean something different or something you know something yeah weird. yeah yeah it, i mean i think that that's like a big mistrance but that was one that like really kind of like had like go backwards and flip through to be like is there like a festival is there like a party happening because yeah. they mentioned festivities a bunch at this time like with people coming into the palace and like etiquette for people coming in and out and like you know she's dressed like a poor person and she's in the palace and she feels all weird so you get those like kind of lifetime movie vibes like you know, like a lot of like the, yeah. the princess movie things where you know she shows up in her fucking hoodie and jeans but the prince is wearing his cool prince tuxedo and she feels weird you know yeah so she like she gets in to the fucking house wait 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 first off we do learn why cause Zabiba means raisin and we get into why. Oh, yes, they, yes, yes. Remember? So um, the reason why sh- her name's Raisin is because her her mom, before she was born, was really poor. 
And, you know, uh, she really, all but she they wanted- were, But her, her family was like indentured servants on a plot of land that had switched hands or something. Yeah. That's where the whole merchant that got kicked out for selling fake honey comes in, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like, there's, like, again, like, there's, like, weird people who just kind of, like, come in and out, and I don't know who the fuck they are. But it's something like Uh a merchant owned the land, and then the king kicked the merchant out because he was selling, like, fake honey or, like, shitty goods. Like, and they go, you know, the whole, like, the quality of a man's wares aren't worth blah, 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 then he has no right to land, like, that kind of shit. Yeah, and he, like, kicks him out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, but, her the fam- mom, but the family stays on the land is the important the, part. Yeah, 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 yeah. They stay on the land, and but they're still really poor. She's like, she gets pregnant, and she's like, all I really want is a raisin. Just one. I, I'll just, I could, I want raisins, but I, I could just have one if I, if I, if I could only have one raisin. And she gives birth, and she never got that raisin, but then she named, uh, this woman. Or this girl, this baby, uh, Zabiba, a raisin. So she got her one raisin. And then she died in so, childbirth. Or right after yeah. childbirth. I forget if it's a thing where, like, the last thing she did was, like, name the baby Zabiba so she can get her raisin. Or if, like, you know, like, she dies and then the fucking dad was like, I will name her Zabiba so you get your last raisin. Like, it's some, yeah. you know. He, he honestly like does, it, does it a lot better than me explaining it. But it's that was actually the one thing that I was like, this is kind of... Yeah, That's that was that was one of the two or three parts where it was like, okay, this narrative is actually pretty cool. Yeah, like because it talks about how they're like workers who are pretty much tied to this land, and the person who was running the land like sucked ass, and he got kicked out. And it was a thing where like the farmers were told like, if you want to stay, you can stay and work for the new owner, or if you want to leave, you can get the fuck out now. And so they chose to stay. So like that was like a pretty cool little cultural thing in there and then talked about how they're like so poor and they didn't have anything and all she wanted was a goddamn raisin i kept on thinking about the you know all i want is a pepsi just one pepsi type of thing yeah (laughs) you know like if her name was fucking pepsi pepsi yeah pepsi and the king yeah pepsi and the king um yeah pepsi and taylor swift so she gets through the castle and she hangs out with the king for a little bit like they're like just kind of like kicking it. There's a really, really another fun passage in here on page 21 where they're talking again about looks. Like there's a whole big thing in this fucking book where like she's basically defending the fact that like she's poor and doesn't dress well by being like there's more to people than just what's on the outside. Right. And she also, yeah. And yeah, that's when she goes off on how um, he should be a better man and Mm -hmm. like, uh, and the concubines and like the whores and stuff. No, 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 no. Isn't that later? That's when they meet the second time, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is still the first ahead. time that that she comes up to the house, and so they're talking about their appearance, and then she says something about how like his crown is part of his appearance, and they debate whether or not like that's true because you can take off a crown or some shit, whatever. But mm-hmm. the the last part of of this little exchange quote. The crown is a part of my external appearance, but it is not my form as a whole. Besides, I do not think that form for a man is as important as it is in a woman. Yes, yes. So there's yeah. there's that little gem in there also. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So they're talking about like you know appearance versus substance. By the way, like I agree. Substance. You agree too, right? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because um, we have kidding. we have personality and they have boobies, but like yeah. But so. Yes. This also starts this like conversation that they have where it's um 
God, what is it? It's this whole thing where like they talk about people versus things and how once like a person shows like individuality or like agency in their life, they stop being a thing and start being a person. She brings it up like four times and it's this whole thing where like she talks, she basically is trying to say that like the king is super into her because she's not just like a concubine or a wife or a worker. She's like an independent spirit that thinks and like knows what's going on. And that's why the King likes her. And that's why people like her so much is because she's, she's not just like part of the background. She's like an active participant in things. And thus she's a person and not just like a thing. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. Again, very progressive for a woman to be saying this shit. Right. But then it's, he doesn't really, he doesn't really go into any. Oh, he doesn't doesn't give a shit about that that at all. He doesn't give a fuck about that. So it's weird that he puts that in and then like never, he never really grows. As of the first 50 pages, he has not really grown on that idea. Yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's just doing that whole thing and he's like, it's also very weird because she just like kind of goes up to the house and then like schools him and fo- like and like fucking political philosophy for a second and then just like dips out. So she eventually leaves and she <laughs> that was another funny part too. So she's like, "Yo, I want to come see you again. When can I come back up?" And then he was like, "I don't know. You can come back whenever the fuck you want." And she was like, "Well, I could come back on Friday, but as we both know, Friday is the day that we all pray and we can't do anything. So I won't come up on Friday. It's like, dude, why the (laughs) fuck did you put that in here? Like, what the fuck is happening? So she decides to come back like a week later, right? So she goes home and then we jump a week later and Zabiba comes back up to the palace and all the guards know her and they're all fucking super chummy with her because she's basically a fucking labor organizer and she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the common man and all this stuff and Everybody's super fucking into it. And then we get into like the really weird. Oh, no, wait. Is this before? I might have skipped the part where she talks about the people's council shit. Was that the first time or the second time they hang out? I think it's the second time. Okay. So she starts talking about the government, basically. Like, you know, the king is like, Mm -hmm. fuck. I think that might be the first time that they hang out. Shit, it is. Because. The first time they hang out because it ends with with him basically being like, yo, like, you know, being the king kind of sucks and like my responsibilities kind of suck ass and like I feel disconnected from my people and all that kind of shit. And then she's like, well, what if you had a, a people's council? That's what they call it, a people's council that deals with like the everyday stuff and you only deal with the big picture shit. So she's kind of like promoting like a parliamentary system almost. Yeah. So she's like talking to the king about like, what if you change the way the government's done and do it this different way? And then they start talking about like tradition versus like what's right, you know? And he basically, like, so she's like saying this really, really rambling shit about how like the people should be in charge of their own destiny and how like the people should have a say and how politics are corrupt and like all this shit. And then the king's just like, yeah, no, that's true, but there needs to be a revolution. And then she'll talk again, and he'll be like, yeah, no, but there needs to be an armed people's revolution. That can't come from inside the government, my dear poor girl. Like, And it's, it's also like, he doesn't want that. He's the goddamn king, you know? Yeah, it's very strange. And he's like, yeah, no, I agree with you. A democracy of the common people would be what would work best in these trying times. But I can't do that. But they have that. to overthrow me. But they have to <laughs> overthrow me. Exactly. So... We fucked up a little bit of the timeline, but so she leaves and then she comes back. And the, when she comes back, 
she is introduced to the queen. And the queen is a real big bitch. She is super but she's hot. She is super hot, but she is super mean to Zabiba. And so she's like being real catty and real like, <laughs> you're ugly and you don't have nice clothes. And then Zabiba's like, it that doesn't matter because the king loves me because I have a sexy brain. There's and a weird yeah, there's a weird looks thing uh that is in here. It's just like he's he definitely has some uncomfortable issues about how he looks, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of like yeah, so it's these two women, and like the queen is basically like, I'm the shit because I'm super hot, and I sleep in the king's bed, and then Zabiba's like, you suck, you're just a thing, I'm a person, back to that whole thing in person debate mm-hmm. that she keeps on doing, and she's like, the king loves me because I'm a person, but he tolerates you because you're like the thing that he fucks, and so all of like the concubines and like all of her assistants like start laughing at their conversation because the queen's like being super shitty and shallow while she's just like dropping knowledge and spitting truth and like sick burns and like getting everybody on her side because everyone loves raisin. And then Mm -hmm. so like the queen eventually like tells everyone to fuck off except for her and then keeps on trying to like burn her because now they're like sexual rivals. Also fucking Zabiba goes up to the queen and is like, yo, your husband doesn't love you and he fucking loves me. Like, the balls on this woman are fucking huge. But, like, she's just straight up like, fuck you, queen. Like, you suck. Like, I'm the one he actually loves. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, you suck my dick. Like, it's fucking wild. She, like, turns around and walks out on the queen. Like, all this, like, weird, like, boss bitch stuff that, like, I feel like would just get you fucking murdered. Yeah, instantly. Yeah, your your head would get cut off pretty fast. Yeah, like there's no way that this that this like common woman can just float through the palace and be like, your husband loves me now, suck my ass. Like, yeah. So she tells the queen to suck her ass, and then she meets up with the king again, and they have this like really weird, tearful, heartfelt moment where like she convinces the or Zabiba convinces the king that he's like cut off from his people. Because he's so afraid of like the old ways and like politics. So he like lives in a house with no windows and he like blah, blah, blah. Like there's a lot of stuff in this, like this day that she comes to the palace where they talk a lot about like speech. They talk about like commoner speech versus like the like upper class speech. And I didn't know if that meant that like that's just like, you know, like talking proper versus talking like more rough or if it literally was like there was a different like dialect or like. I'm sure there is. You know what I mean? Know, like if it's that like, kind of thing. Yeah. In Japan, they have that sort of thing. And like a lot of a lot of um, Eastern countries, they do have like proper and then like slang. Well, that, that made me think a lot of like, um, is it Korea where like the rich people all speak Japanese? Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, I, I think that's that. like a big thing where like the rich people, because that was like a big thing with, um, oh, fuck, that awesome ass movie where the dude lives in the basement, that Bong Joon-ho Parasite? Movie. Yeah, 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 where it's like some of the people are speaking Japanese. Or, like there's like the weird like colonizer Japanese stuff happening too, like my Korean friend was telling me about in that movie. But that's what I was thinking about like with that whole like night of her being at the palace was like, is she like saying that like there's a different language that these people are speaking and she just like can't talk to them in their fancy language? Or if it's just a thing where she's like, I'm not educated enough to talk to you rich people, even though she's like 
talking for like four paragraphs at a time about like these complex philosophical and like like fucking existential ideas as to why like what's on the In inside life, matters more than the be outside. Pretty annoying to hang out with, dude. I would drown her. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, I would, oh God. And so. But it's obvious that she's there to like be something to the king that like is going to be like the moral thought. Oh, she's going to be the spark that changes him and makes him like a better man, right? It's obvious that that's like her role in this story. The the common woman who changes the the, the shut off king. But then there's also a million, there's like a queen and a bunch of other concubines and shit. And so, anyway, she meets up with the king in his, like, room or whatever, and he had promised last time that he would tell Zabiba his, like, sad childhood, right? So he starts crying while telling this super long and drawn-out, boring-as-shit, not-sad-at-all story about how he was born to the king and queen, and the king and queen were cousins, so his parents are cousins, so he has two connections to the throne. And then his mom was infertile after him, so his dad started fucking a bunch of other people and getting a bunch of other wives in order to make a bunch of other princes to protect him. But then all the other princes and wives hated his mom, hated the queen, and so they like poisoned her. And then to protect him the king was sent away by his father to like grow up like in another palace with like rich relatives and so all yeah. of the other princes that were stuck in this home palace like fought each other for the for power and then when yeah. the king was like strong enough he came back to the palace and like took the throne but somehow he's like crying while he's saying it the whole time and yeah and it's like God, did you remember the part where it's like, and every time the king like started to cry and a tear would develop on his cheek, Zabiba would take it off with her finger and put it on her own face. God damn it. So, yeah. Imagine seeing that in real life. I bet I would, I would throw cute, up. But, I would throw yeah. up on them. Um, but yeah, they would like, um, and that's like an, I, I saw some analysis that that is actually a really big part of Saddam Hussein's life, you know, going and going out and then like coming back, you know? Well, that's what he did. He, he left yeah. and then he came back when he was older. But so, yeah, like we have that whole narrative happening where like he's sad and blah, blah, blah. And then like he based, like the king is basically like Zabiba, I can talk to you and like, easier than anybody else like i actually love you and this is where they just talk about how much they like love each other like they're calling each other like my beloved again third time they're hanging out he's also dear. super he married and shit yeah it's real weird but then like so then they start talking about like anti-polygamy stuff like you were saying where he's just like yeah i have like a bunch of wives and a bunch of concubines but like i don't feel anything when i like fuck them but like, I feel something when I'm with you, and if I was to fuck you, I would feel everything. And then she's like, okay, then why don't you fucking get rid of all your fucking other wives and just have one wife that you love? And he's like, well, I can't abandon traditions, and I've done really good so far. I only have a couple. You should have seen how many brides my yeah. my dad had. And she's like, yeah, dude, if you're about that shit, get rid of them all and just be with me. And that's essentially where we left off. Yeah. 
Um, there's also some, there is definitely some anti-Semitic shit there too. Oh, that was mainly like in the beginning in where the beginning, it's, yeah. yeah, like where it's like the common day guy and he talks about like how Zionism. Like we totally, yeah, totally, there's, uh, there's a whole that. like throwaway like couple of sentences about like how Zionism is like ruining the Middle East and how it was like how America and the Zionists are teaming up to take over the Middle East and shit and how they should be like sovereign because it's like God's country or whatever but that's like the first narrator talking that shit that's not the old woman or the king but I cannot stress this enough this book is so fucking hard to read because there's yeah. there's different you levels. You should just listen to us explain it to you because like us explaining it to you is definitely going to be better than if you actually had to sit through uh, and read it like we have to do. It's a definitely an interesting book. I The more I read it, the more I, I just get giddy like thinking about like the CIA in the early 90s pouring over this book trying to figure out what it really means and ascribing all these like deep meanings to it when in actuality it probably is just like Homie was horny and wanted to write a shitty fucking book, and he could because he was the fucking leader. Yeah, every dictator has something that they need to do to get off, you know? And this is his way of doing it. And, um, but yeah. But it could be, like, a whole allegorical thing, like, whatever. Like, I could see that being a thing, but I'd like to imagine that it's just not. And everyone made all these conclusions because they needed it to. But really, it's just him, like, horny writing in one of his, like, 17 houses. Oh, apparently, like, the... (laughs) The fucking location of the king's palace is, like, where he also has, where, like, Saddam had a mansion. It's, like, in the same fucking place. Oh, really? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just, like, what? Okay, like, very thinly veiled. But no, so I, again, this is... a lot of what the fucks when you read it. It is so difficult to read because they sort of, like, repeat the same idea for, like, three pages, just word it in different ways. Yeah, we get it, you know. Yeah, it's it's very very weird. Like I feel like you could really get like what like an annotated version, and it would be like forty five pages long. Perfect. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So, God, I I was very annoyed reading the first like five pages of this, and then once the story started to develop, I got really stoked because it was so bad like it's just it's poorly written and it's also just poorly translated it's just it is a pretty bad story in and of itself like story structure wise it's like really bad like having the three narrator things is fucking stupid but if it was just going to be like about the king it would be really interesting because there are some like pretty cool parts in it like even though the part with the king crying about his childhood, I think is stupid as like a supposed to be like, obviously like an emotional moment between the two of them where they get closer. But like that part is like an interesting part of the story objectively, like to give you sort of like a glimpse into like culture back then, you know, it's the same thing with the whole, like, you know, her being called raisin. Like that was an interesting little tangent that they go on, but it's like in the middle of two different, uh, fucking uh, conversations that are happening over top of each other and like interlocking like quotations and shit like it's it's a mess like yeah and also the font goes into italics and then like non italics and then you're like what's going oh, on oh yeah like, that's that's how the author like tries to differentiate between like what the old woman is saying and then like what the current day man is saying like they switch between italics and non italics and then there's quotation marks also like it's it's so weird. 
Yeah. It's very difficult to follow, but this is definitely really fun and it is fucking crazy. I really recommend people buy it and read along with us because we're not really doing justice like how crazy this story is to try and like understand. And I read it sober both times. It's not even like I was high or even like a little bit drunk. Like I was stone cold sober because I wanted to get everything I could out of this shit and I felt like I was high. Like I had to (laughs) reread a lot of these pages like two and three times because like I would just like, I felt like I was missing something. Like the whole festival thing, I kept on having to flip back to see if they were like, if this was like a harvest time or like a festival was happening. And then like this whole like random merchant man that like shows up and then gets driven off, but he's different than this merchant from back in the day, but he might be the girl's husband. It's not that clear. Like there's a whole bunch of shit where it's just like, I don't really know what's happening. Like the guard, there's a lot of weird stuff with the guards too. Where, like, one minute they're, like, super professional and they're getting yelled at for, like, not doing their job. But then the next sent like, literally the next sentence, they're, like, yucking it up like they're fucking the Three Stooges, like, hanging out with Zabiba. Yeah. And then Zabiba goes from, like... Being I, guess like they're tra- I guess they're the co- comedic relief so far, you know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. There was, like, an interesting thing where she was talking about how, like, it was fucked up that a guard got yelled at, but then at the same time, she understands because if the guard didn't get yelled at, then he wouldn't do his job, and then the king would get murdered. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of the shit, too, is it's her just, like, thinking to Justifying. herself, yeah. and then being like, I don't agree with this, but I understand why it happens. Like, yeah. for everything. It's very weird. It also feels like Zabiba's very young. Oh, yeah. I, I think she's, like, probably, like, it, it, 13. It feels like she's, like, 16, and then the king's, like, 40. If I had to, if I had to like, put my finger on it, I would say Zabiba's somewhere between, like, 16 to 18, and then the king is, like, in his 40s or 50s. Yeah. But... Ne- there's... Yeah, it never um, says that outright, but, yet. yeah, that's what, that's, what the, that's what the vibe is. And you can find right. out in the next 50 pages in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. That's um. Is is there gonna be like an outro thing? God damn it, Jordan! I was just wondering. You can cut that out. No, 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 no. It's become a theme now, where you say things on the pod that you could wait five minutes and then ask afterwards. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's Jordan behind the curtain. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that does it uh, for this week. Um, you can find us on you can find us on Twitter at uh, Balch- Twitter and Instagram at Balchervix, and um, you can subscribe to us on Patreon and get an extra episode every week. And um, yeah, and the best thing you could do for us if you like the podcast or even if you don't like the podcast, but you like us for some weird reason or vice versa, um, you can leave us, um, five, what? Five stars, right? Five stars on. Leave us a three star review. Yeah. Leave us five star review, three star review, whatever you want to do. Um, cause that will help us out a lot. That'll go a long way. Um, yeah. And you can go to our website, www.bolsheviks.com. Is that it? Do we have? I am screaming 
<laughs> so loud in my head. Well, I couldn't remember if I had to do .net or something. You weird. bought no, the it's... domain. You pay for the domain on your GoDaddy I account. I know. Um, and on there, you can find links to all of um, our personal socials and everything like that as well. So, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us, and please keep listening. We love you guys. We appreciate you. I'm in love this. with you. Yes, just just like just like how Saddam is in love with Zabiba. All, All right, I guys. want's a raisin, just one raisin. <laughs>